There is a piece on Blues Traveler's Hook on the AV Club that is my favorite piece that's ever been written on the internet. <laughs> that explains that song and breaks it down, and it is the most fascinating. And that song remain like it's not like my favorite sounding song but like the lyrics are the best lyrics that have ever been written about any oh it's just amazing we just fucking blow your mind i don't even how does that song go you know hook you know hook the hook the hook bringing you back no i can't <laughs> sing but you know the hook Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And the man responsible for Netflix's 1.5x playback speed, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> you know, I do use that. I, I'm sure you, you do. do. <laughs> I, I saw it the other day and I was like, I guarantee that this is Dustin's This is like, how Dustin is watching either. Bridgerton as we mm-hmm. speak. <laughs> But I have a little, um, exactly, on, I, I do, I did watch Bridgerton, but I watched Bridgerton at 1.7. But um, Netflix only goes to 1.5, so you have to get a, a, a particular app. Or not, not an app, yeah, it's, it's like a, a Chrome extension that will go faster than 1.5. So how were the sex scenes when they were that <laughs> speeded up? I don't, I mean, better? I just get right through it, you know? You know I don't really care about this. Let's sad. get to the next part. Why can't you just take your time and linger on the sensuality? You're like, yeah, you're like, uh, you're like Adam Sandler in the first act of Click, <laughs> when he's just like burning through life, you know, not paying attention. I got a lot to do. I got I to gotta scroll Twitter. That's what Adam Sandler said in Click. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the news was happening all over the internet. Exactly. Every minute of every... Yeah, you'd think that this would have been the week for you to really slow down and say, no, I'm not going to look. Let me just watch Bridgerton at 1.0. Or even slower, because apparently you can watch slowed down, too. You Uh, can? You can. It goes goes, uh, 0.75 and 0.5. That is... I don't know why, but... It's there. So you're saying so. I could watch History of Swear Words with Nicolas Cage slowed down. So you it, could. he and really emphasizes the words. And they all sound a little drunk. Uh, <sighs> yes, you could do that. That's actually a good use for it. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> my plans. seen all of Bridgerton uh, in the week since we last spoke, and it wasn't nearly as porny as I was led to believe. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, my God, it's so... But it was, it was fine. Yeah, it could have had had much more sex. I mean, part of it's because they, they always take a while to get together, and then once they do, there's quite a few scenes, but you have to get through a few episodes of, like... <laughs> there was know. a lot of heaving breasts. Yeah. Is that the right term? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that. And, and, and uh, man, he's an amazing-looking fella, but... It's very handsome. <laughs> there weren't as many butts as I was expecting. No. I wanted more butts. But no, I mean, it's definitely not, it's not like Penny Dreadful even. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I thought, I really thought it was going to be like Cinemax, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was, it was, it was, it was a fine show. Yeah, you that, watch it quickly and then it's yeah, over. I do not regret watching it, although it was dumb. <laughs> all of the characters. 
<laughs> it was very entertaining, but very dumb. Yep. Mm-hmm. I look forward to more dumb entertainment. <laughs> I mean, that's really all we can hope for yeah. this year, right? Yeah. Just some dumb entertainment. Like, I just want a distraction, something that I can watch for, like, two or three days tops. Mm-hmm. And just have a nice, nice distraction. Yeah. Dustin uh, will be getting a, a nice distraction. Uh, well, it, it'll have been yesterday by the time you hear this, but tomorrow. Uh, as his favorite show, The Resident, returns on, on Fox. Come on. <laughs> hey, no, Dustin, you know what? A friend of mine is on tomorrow's episode of The Resident, so your favorite show. So, you know, I've never seen The Resident, and what I don't understand, however, is why is The Resident back, but New Amsterdam, the show I actually do watch... Is not back. Well, a you're lying. Um, right. You do watch New Amsterdam because you. I mean, you do watch The Resident. The Resident stars the guy from season yeah. two uh, of Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Radio Christian guy. boyfriend. Yeah, Radio Christian boyfriend. Um, no, that's not how you know him. That's literally the only. That's how I know we him. know him. <laughs> what else is he in? No, it's not. <laughs> what else is he in? <laughs> The Good Wife, and he's in, like, seasons of Gilmore Girls. So I only know him from season two of Friday Night Lights. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually, me, actually, me too. Yeah, I've never seen Gilmore oh Girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> Neither have I. That cannot yeah. possibly be true. Yeah, no, I've this never seen it. a television podcast. You've <laughs> never seen Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls nope. is a television show. I know. Yeah. Uh, look, I, 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 I got the gist. They're like mother and daughter. They live in a yeah. fancy, like, sleepy town, something, something that's on a Warner Brothers lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, they talk fast. That's, I get it. I didn't watch it because it just, I didn't feel like I would like any of the characters. Um, <laughs> and I've also, and I knew all of the characters from other, like, I missed when it was airing, I think. And then after it aired, I saw all of the actors on other things. And I was kind of like, oh, I already can tell I would like you better in this than in Gilmore Girls. So I just never mm-hmm. went back and but watched no, it. No, 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 but, oh. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, Lauren Graham is in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And she's wonderful. She's yeah. Lauren Didn't Graham she is wonderful in out? everything she's in. Well, spoilers, Dustin. Yeah. Also, we're going to get to that. Um, May wrote a review of it and spoiled a whole lot of shit for me. And then she's, I had to move their spoiler tag because she said a lot of spoiler things. And then she said spoilers from here on. And I was like, wait, no, I just found out about Lauren Graham. And then I found out that somebody <laughs> passed away. And then, I was like, oh, and then the spoiler tag. I was like, what? Wait. But the passing away, I think, happened at the end of last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But I didn't know that because I haven't finished last season. Yeah, I watched this premiere and didn't go back to last season. <laughs> I need to, I will go back and finish it because I just watching well, this yeah. season's we premiere. We are going to get to that. Okay, fine. Uh, but uh, other other things before that, uh, including what is everyone drinking? Um, Dustin, we'll go with you first. Uh, you know what? I did not feel like drinking an entire bottle of wine tonight. So you know oh. what I did? Opened a beer. I had two shots of vodka and now I'm drinking Irish coffee and... Uh, uh, seltzer. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Separately. No, 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 no. So you had the vodka and now you're having like Irish coffee as in you put whiskey in your coffee? No, no, the Bailey's kind of Irish coffee. Oh. Bailey's is nothing. It's just and like, this is, th- this is uh, preventing you from drinking an entire bottle of wine. Right. Okay. Mm. See, I, I, I like drinking the entire bottle of wine, but I really don't feel that good in the morning. <laughs> That's true. Because my schedule is that I have to get up at five 50 on Tuesdays because that's one of the two days my kids go to school and oh oh my god it hurts 
I can, and we we finish late. Yeah. Um, well, it's not it's not that as much it is as it is the entire bottle of wine, and then I wake up and I'm still pretty tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hoping going straight to shots will help. Right. So next time, so you've already done the shots, I take it. Right. Yes. So can we? Next time, just throwing this out there, uh, could you line up the shots in front of you, and then when you do certain things during the podcast, we can tell you to drink them? Oh. I suppose so, but then, then I'm not, like, lubricated before the podcast. That, I mean, just pour more Irish in your coffee. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> but again, I'm trying to avoid waking up tipsy. Right. But it's still not going to be as much as a bottle of wine. I don't know. It depends on what the rules of this game are, Tori. Although I do like where <laughs> your head is at. Um, Tori, have you managed to stick with dry January? Yes. Oh, good. Dry January. Dry January. Yes, I am having more seltzer, and I have my backup water. I'm feeling very hydrated. Uh, fancy seltzer. Yeah, fancy seltzer. This one is blood orange lemonade seltzer. Oh, that does sound good. It's very good. You know, courtesy of my gas station liquor store. (laughs) (laughs) All purpose. I can get everything there. It's good that they they set it aside for you. Yes. I love it. And now you have to get it forever. I have to, yes, forever. (laughs) I I don't know what I will do if actually the company stops producing it. Because then I'm going to have to buy, guilt buy whatever the store stocks to replace it. Oh, no. Like, yeah, they ran out. So I bought this, like, weird, you know, honeysuckle watermelon flavor. Oh, that sounds like a Vermont seltzer. Oh, God, who knows? Vermont seltzer is like CBD and a little, little, little meth. Have you ever had, yeah. shut up, <laughs> have you ever had actual maple seltzer? Because they make it. No. It's like not. tree that sap. Sound good. Oh. No, no, no. They put they they carbonate sap and it's delicious. Oh. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> no, it's great. It's a All little right. sap, you know. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking, Dan? Uh so I had a uh, Japanese whiskey called Hibiki, which I was at the end of my bottle and so I was saving it. And then uh, finally, they got uh, another. They got another shipment at my local store. So, uh, so I'm finishing off the old bottle, and the new bottle may also be opened because there wasn't very much there. But it's good. It's nice. Uh, I may or may not uh, have a little more free time this week than normal. So, I might be drinking more than I should. But you know, we'll not worry. Reclapping, Tori. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's move on to the. Uh, is there a chicken update? Are the are the chickens roosters? Have you? Have They're you, all laying eggs, yet? and we're we're getting like uh, five eggs a day now. Do you oh. know that they're all laying eggs, or is it just like two of them are laying? <laughs> I mean, it's possible that two of them are laying five eggs a day because we don't actually see them. Because you haven't set up your your chick cam. Right. Right. Although Dustin's you can often hear them. Dot com, uh, I believe is the future URL. Yes. <laughs> but now we have too many eggs, and we can't we can't use enough eggs. You just gotta have to some omelets. Omelets you can yeah. make a frittata. Oh, a frittata. 
we're gonna we're gonna start giving away eggs. I think they're fresh, man. How much how much to ship eggs to uh, to California? Well, not not it, it's, <laughs> cheap, it's cheaper just to go to the grocery store. So you admit eggs come from the grocery store. <laughs> how would you know the price of eggs, Dustin? Oh, fascinating. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. It's good to hear that the chickens. I'm assuming they're doing well if they're all laid Very eggs. well, yes. And do the eggs taste better than the eggs you had been eating? Like, has this whole experience panned know. out? You know, everybody, you know, the family is always like, oh, my God, these eggs are so good, but they taste like eggs to me. So I don't know. Yeah. So it sounds like you you no longer have the joy of, of childhood in your heart to experience well, the eggs in their full flavor. <laughs> they're fine. I always want to wash them when I bring them in, but uh, I am told that I'm not allowed to wash them. Doesn't that wash off the membrane that allows you to keep them outside the uh, refrigerator? Correct. Yes. That is absolutely right. Thank you, JS, for commenting (laughs) on one of our posts and talking. Like, I learned so much about eggs. But wait, Dustin, you have two refrigerators now, so you could wash them and still be able to put them in a refrigerator. Well, we'd still put them in the refrigerator, but my even though we don't wash them, but my wife insists that we not wash the eggs. But we still wash our hands. Well, after of course we you do. The Aren't eggs. the eggs covered in poop? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like that's a thing people don't talk about. When last week though, we got like this huge eggs. It was like huge, and it had two yolks in it. And when 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 you get that. Um, it's a weird thing because you've seen the chicken that laid the egg. So you're like, oh, my God, this must have really hurt. Yeah, it had twins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like, Jesus Christ, you poor chicken. It's twins that come out at the same time. <laughs> like, they, of course, it hurt. Can you imagine? That'd be awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, that's, that's my chicken update. Did you right. eat it? Oh, yeah, we ate it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you'd have to, you, I mean, you wouldn't know it was twins until you opened it, right? Right. No, yeah. you don't, although it was a huge egg. <laughs> like, how big are we talking about here? Like, baseball size? Not not quite Ooh. baseball, but twice the size of a regular egg. Oh. Okay. So it, it's like, uh, it, it, it's like the, the big, like the XXL egg carton. Where it's like the eggs are all a no, little like I, they're big in a way where you're like, what are these chickens on? Like they're yeah. on PEDs or something. I think maybe even a little bigger than that. You you couldn't oh. have gotten it into the carton. Oh, that is big. Uh, anyway, just uh, <laughs> despite Dustin's chicken update, thank you, Dustin. Uh, not a chicken podcast, turns out. It could be. Uh, it could be. Uh, what if this? What if this became a chicken podcast? Honestly, Whoa. it wouldn't take a whole lot of like rejiggering. It would be <laughs> pretty be much we just keep same. on the previous topic the whole right. time, <laughs> and we just talk about chicken themed media. I don't know, chicken. We'd run. have more to talk about if Dustin would set up that chick cam, because then we That's could like true. keep Dustin's track of chick it. Cam, Dustin's cam chicks dot com. Very important. Right. You got to get the URL right. Yeah. I don't. I don't um, like. This, where this is going at all. <laughs> we'll send you the camera. It'll be fine because then yeah. we can all be on the same page about what the chickens are up to. Right. Then we don't need to do an update. We can just say here is the live, here are Dustin's cam chicks on their live feed 24 oh, yeah. 7. We can embed it right onto the, the page. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, this week in television, <laughs> we're going to talk about what you might have heard earlier. We're going to talk about Zoe's a little bit. Uh, Mr. Mayor, because that's the one show that we all watched. Uh, wait, Dustin, you said you watched it, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't remember any of it, but we all watched it, so that's good. Um, and a couple of the shows we will mention briefly. First, I just wanted to bring up, uh, this came up last week, uh, a thousand years ago, that Quibi uh, sold their content to Roku, so Roku, one of their <laughs> channels, will have all of all of Quibi's shows. Well, I, I wanted, it, it sounds funny. And it does. It is, and like, it is yeah, funny. A person who, who'd never heard of these companies listening to this podcast would be right. like, what the fuck is he saying? Well, so, so Roku, they make a, a box that you can plug into your TV and, you know, watch streaming channels and watch <laughs> uh-huh, all the apps. Uh-huh. And it's like an Apple TV competitor, basically, right? That's, right. that's roughly right. It's uh, the and, most popular one, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, and Quibi is, uh, uh, which is short for Quick Bites, was a... Uh, <laughs> Failed. Is, is that honestly what it was short for? That's honestly what it was short for. I, wow, I never knew. <laughs> Good job, Quibi. Uh, the ill-fated uh, streaming service, uh, R.E.P. Quibi, twenty twenty to twenty twenty. Uh, they they had shows for where the the maximum length was supposed to be ten minutes, many of them shorter uh, per episode. It was uh, it, it was rough, and you know the pandemic didn't help, but it also most of the shows were not were pretty you know average or worse. Um, Interestingly, like I think the podcast exploded in the pandemic, so uh, I don't think it was really the pandemic that hurt. Well, I think- no, according to Meg Whitman, it was definitely the pandemic. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think I think the the idea that people would be on their phone wanting having like ten minutes on a subway or something or a bus to just watch something. Nobody's um, gonna do that. If yeah. you could like have a TV show that also had on your phone that also had like a Twitter scroll next to it, I think you'd get more. Mm-hmm. Well, they they did they definitely did a couple things wrong. Uh, like they they wouldn't let people screenshot, so like they, nothing could go viral. Like the the one clip that went viral, went viral in part because not just because it was ridiculous because it was because it was the golden arm arm episode of some show, and it was Rachel Brosnahan screaming about how much she loves her golden arm. Uh, but the thing that really made it, or part of what made it go viral, was that the person who put it on Twitter had to film another phone right. streaming it because that was the only way they could get the clip because uh, Quibi would not allow you to screenshot or capture video. Right. Um, so that was a mistake. Uh, the the you know the programming was not necessarily great, um, but not that but I, any of us would know because who watched? I watched all of Dummy, which you if yes. you listen to this podcast you would know, uh, Dustin. Did you watch anything else besides Dummy? I watched about half of the documentary about the Clippers and their protest against uh, Donald Sterling. Um, that doesn't yeah. sound interesting. It was watched- it was all right. One episode of the uh, Will Forte show. Oh yeah, I watched one episode of that too. Um, and I, I actually sampled a lot of shows uh, when oh, it first wow. came out. And uh, the only one that I watched all the way through was Dummy. Um, but the uh, anyway, the, the the larger point though that I wanted to bring up was that it 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 is interesting to see. I am kind of weirdly happy that Quibi's stuff will end up on Roku because this is going to keep happening. Like like streaming services are going to fail. 
and that content is going to disappear. Like it, it happened with Quibi. It uh, happened with CISO a few years ago, the, uh, the short-lived, short-lived NBC uh, comedy service, uh, Yahoo Screen. Yeah. Um, and, and this is just going to be a problem that, that grows, and, you know. Uh, oh, and, and like the most famous of them, which was uh, YouTube Red, spawned right. Karate Kid. Yeah. I mean, Cobra, uh, Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah. So like some of the bigger shows find find a home elsewhere because obviously not all right. of Yahoo's screens shows are unavailable or whatever but like the fact that all of Quibi's content even the stuff that hadn't even gotten a chance to launch because they had they had shows that still were ready to roll out yeah before yeah. they shuttered so they you know things that hadn't been seen before so the idea that there is like all of it is grouped together and has a new home right yeah, so I mean, it, that that is a little bit encouraging to me, at least that just to see that that there uh, there may be a market for that in the future. Just because, again, this is gonna this is gonna keep happening. Um, that and I, I know the the major streaming players at this point are all pretty big companies, but not all of them are gonna survive because nobody can, no reasonable person can subscribe to every single streaming service yeah so uh some of them at some point are going to be you know cost prohibitive um so how uh, how much do you think roku paid for the quibi catalog oh shoot i don't have it in front of me but i think it was i think it was a hundred million dollars for the entire catalog for for a certain amount of time which is a lot of money but also you have to remember they spent like two billion dollars on content yeah, or something they they spent something absurd on content. I was gonna say because they got really big stars, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They got big names, uh, both in terms of uh, like cast and a lot of pretty big names created shows for them. Yeah. So, and uh, I mean, their initial like the first couple months, they were putting out like twenty shows a week. Right. Like they put <laughs> in terms of like glut of content, like yeah. they put Netflix to shame. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was, I, but I did think it was interesting to to see and and a little, just personally, I thought it was nice to see that, um, you know, hopefully this is a hopefully this suggests that there will be a market for you know the content that disappears because a lot of it is going to disappear and we're not going to you know it, it, as a viewer or as a consumer if you, you're not going to have a uh, you know you're, you're not going to have a say in that. <laughs> Yeah, there's and no so, physical media option. Like we right. talk about with movies, like right. buy it on DVD so you don't lose access to it. It's like you don't have that with shows that originated on streaming. Yeah. They uh, renewed Punk for a second season, I believe. Is that going to happen? Are they going to move it to Roku? What's going to happen with Punk? If it was already shot, then Roku If it, if it was already it. shot, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if that was true. Like they renewed Reno 911, but I don't know if that was ever filmed, so... Uh, also, the idea that Reno 911 was on Quibi was weird. That is weird. I did watch an episode of that. It was adequate. <laughs> I mean, it felt like Reno like, 911. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else yeah. to say. I feel like a lot of people got, like, a second home thanks to Quibi. So, you know, good for them. Yeah. And they didn't lose anything, you know, because nobody ever saw the show, so... <laughs> They'll never be judged for it. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that Singled Out came back on Quibi. Oh, I didn't watch that. I watched a lot of them, but I did not watch that. Yeah, I forgot about that one, too. 
Kiki Palmer hosted. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got really good talent. There's like a Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland show. Yep. Oh, The Fugitive. Oh, that's right. It was The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. I kept wanting to call it Designated Survivor, and then I was like, no, that's the actual <laughs> show show he does. Um, yeah, which that, I'm sure is had, Dustin's uh, favorite show. Uh, one, of the, one of the Hemsworths in uh, oh, yeah. Surviving the Game, in like a Surviving the Game adaptation. With uh, 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 the, the, the Game of Thrones woman. Oh, Sansa. Yeah. Yeah, she did it. Honestly. No, no, no. She was in a different show. It was called, like, Survive. She something. was in a show about, like, I think she... It was a plane crash. Her, yeah, she survives a plane oh, crash. That's right. But then, like... And then eats Ethan Hawke. No, that's not true. Is that... I mean, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> Honestly, know we, could, we could make our game this week just us trying to remember Quibi shows. Oh, that could be the game. <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see if we get to the game. we never know who won because none of us actually remember them that's very true. well. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, that was, that was. I just wanted to mention that briefly because of the uh, the. Hopefully, it is setting a precedent that you know in the future when it when it, when the next streaming service you know goes away. Epics. Uh, yes, or um, I don't know AMC Plus. Or, no, I think uh, AMC is just AMC. AMC. So yeah, AMC might go. right, but but AMC is still they're not a they're not a giant conglomerate. So they're they're kind of like they're in that middle zone where they could be in danger. I'm not saying now, but I'm saying like you know five years no. from now. But does AMC Plus have original shows, or is it just all of their network stuff in one place? It's all of their network have stuff in, in one place, but they do some originals. Um, they do have, or at originals. least acquisitions that are only there. Like as an example, okay. Gangs of London only aired there. Um, oh, it's, it's only a, on Plus. Okay. Yeah, and and like that that show was weird because it was a Cinemax show co-production with BBC, so it's a British show, but then was going to be on Cinemax, and then Cinemax got out of scripted, and so AMC Plus bought it. Um, so it's not like you know they produced it just for AMC Plus, but right. but it's not what on is, their networks. What is Cinemax now? I mean. Uh, I don't know movies. Yeah. Um, movies but, that they don't show on HBO. I mean, it's yeah. a weird network to have at this point. Does the movie channel still exist? Oh, TMC? I don't know. The movie channel was like the Showtime, uh, Showtime's version of Cinemax. Huh. I don't remember, but also I've never subscribed to, to Showtime. Yeah. Except for that brief period when I watched Roadies. Uh, that's it. That's the only time I ever subscribed to Cinemax, and I said never again. Uh, oh, but, no. Uh, no, I liked Roadies. It was just... No, no, was, no, I know, yeah. It was weird, but, yeah, not for me. Anyway, uh, one show that might be for me, but Tori's going to tell us about it because I haven't watched it, is Lupin. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. A plus, A plus transition. That was wonderful. Uh, Lupin is on Netflix, which, as far as we know, has not folded and sold all of its content to Roku. Um, <laughs> so I've only seen the first episode, but wanted to talk about it just really quickly because it's a lot of fun. If you want to review, uh, if you want to check out a review, May wrote one on Pajiba.com. Maybe you've mm-hmm. heard of it. Uh, but so it's a it's a French language show. Um, it's based on. Uh, the character of Lupin is a character, you know, he's the gentleman burglar. He's, you know, sort of 
he's a literary figure, so there, you know, there's been books, and he's, you know, similar to the way that um, sort of Sherlock Holmes has lasted and been adapted through the years. <laughs> that oh, okay. This is like the French kind of version of that, only instead of a detective, he's a burglar. Um, but, and actually watching this show, it has a lot of stylistic similarities to the BBC Sherlock adaptation. Um, hmm. Just, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it has that kind of vibe. The plot is not about Lupin himself. Like, the books exist in the universe of the show. It's about a different character um, who is, who kind of, his father was uh, wrongfully accused of stealing this uh, very, uh, this rich, he, w- he was a chauffeur for this rich couple in France, in Paris, um, but he was, he was from Senegal, and he brought his son over, and uh, while working for this couple, they had, uh, like, Marie Antoinette's necklace, <laughs> and uh, it gets stolen, and the, f- the father is wrongfully accused and kills himself in prison, so the son grows up. And basically the last gift that his father had ever given him was a a Lupin novel. And so he models his entire life after this character. And the first episode is about him, uh, the the necklace being refound and auctioned at the Louvre. And he stages a plot to steal it um, as sort of like a, you know, to finally get revenge um, for his father. Uh, justice for his dad or something and like get you know get back to the at the family who who wrongfully accused him um and it's just a lot of it's a lot of fun like it's i i'm curious to see where the season goes from here mm-hmm. uh but it's it's well executed i mean it really feels like a combination of of oceans 11 and sherlock um but omar Sy is the is the star and it's yeah i i mean i had a blast and again, it's kind of what we were talking about last week, uh, Netflix and their uh, foreign language series. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the quality is just so much better. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah, I recommend checking it out. I may change it my tune when I watch it. really the, good. Yeah, I may yeah. change my, my mind as I, you know. And what they're, they're now seeding in is that there's one detective on the Paris force who is a fan of Lupin novels, and he noticed similarities as they're investigating the theft at the Louvre. And so now he's like, yeah, so they're setting up that kind of cat and mouse. Like, he might be the one guy that could catch this guy. Right, they because both he understands how every- he's thinking. Right, because they both have read the same series of novels. Right, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I'm really curious to see where it all goes, but... Um, I think you like it. Lupin. Lupin. Cool. Yeah, I was waiting to see if I had a follow-up Uh-oh. question, and I don't. That just sound that just sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And actually, I just want to double check um, one thing because the at least the first episode was directed by, and I don't know if he did the whole season. Um, so I just want to double check. Uh, episode one. Yeah, Luis Leterrier. Um, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so that's the style that's kind of coming into it. Um, okay, okay. 
Right. And so he did like, you know, Hulk and, and Now You See Me and, and Transporter. So Taken <laughs> yeah. too? Didn't he do a Liam Neeson thing? That sounds mm. probably correct. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I also didn't realize he directed ten episodes of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. So he's clearly been in the Netflix family before now. Oh. Alright. Yeah. I didn't watch that. Did you guys ever watch that? I did not, no. I didn't. I should have. Yeah, it feels like something I would have been, like, very excited about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just missed it somehow. There's, there's too much TV. There's too much TV. Uh, All right. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, despite the fact that there's too much TV, um, maybe Lupin give... might be worth it. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. <laughs> if it suddenly <laughs> takes a turn, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> right. But at least off of the first episode. Yeah, I was definitely like, oh, yeah, I want to... Like, I paused my Supernatural rewatch to, to check this out. So, you oh, know. wow. That's, yeah. that's high praise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just need you all to recognize, like, you know, the sacrifices <laughs> I make to have something to talk about on this podcast. Right. Have you, have you made it to season 13 yet? <laughs> Honestly, I don't, because it's just on Netflix, so it just automatically, like, boots up the next episode. I have now lost all sense of seasons. <laughs> You're just, you're in the episode. Uh, yeah, I can tell you, like, Jack is alive. They've just introduced Apocalypse World. Mary and Lucifer are there. Crowley just died. Um, you know, it's the end of the British Men of Letters season, so they've just gone into the next one. Um, and it's all about the Antichrist being now a teenager that Sam and Dean have to take care of. I mean, like, they, it was always described as a 15-season movie, so... Yeah. You're really, you're really just <laughs> really, part of in, yeah. the, in, the, uh, in the midst <laughs> of the journey. What are seasons? Right. <laughs> um, so that, yeah. So, you know, if, you, if you're done with Lupin and looking for something else, <laughs> might I recommend Supernatural? <laughs> it's also on Netflix. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, oh, counterpoint... Wait. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, and Dustin, they uh, Jensen Ackles, your your boyfriend, just won mm-hmm. a People's no Critics Choice Award, but it's the new Critics Choice where they they did the Super Awards, um, which was basically their way to hop on the superhero bandwagon. But it's all things like uh, sci-fi, fantasy, action. It's their genre awards. Um, oh, and okay. so Best Actor in a Horror Show went to Jensen Ackles. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Looked it up, and and, and it's uh, slightly more than uh, 10 consecutive days of content, Supernatural. Like, Like if you were to just watch it straight through. Yeah. So, a week and a half of no sleep. Is that possible? I feel like it's not. I don't think it's possible. I feel like you like. Not while watching Supernatural. You make it like two weeks, (laughs) and you're just like barely sleeping. I like also that there's a train. I really like the new mic. We can hear the train. We can hear the train, but it's not, uh, it doesn't overpower it. Yeah. Right? It's good. Honestly, um, we should mic the train. We should put a, we should get a separate oh. Yeti for the outside. <laughs> that would be good. Do we have the budget for that, Dustin? I don't think so. Uh, no. We can uh, start budgeting for it after we get the, <laughs> the chick cam. Once we get DustinsCamChicks.com going up. and... Making a little, that will roll the profits into the train yeti. Oh, there you go. That's a whole scheme. Yeah, we're building an empire. Yep. We Speaking of building need... empires. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's a segue. Um, <laughs> real quick. 
the expanse. I wanted to talk about the expanse, uh, which is they're on season five. They're this is their second season on Amazon. Um, and I just wanted to mention it briefly because this season has been really good and they they've been renewed for a season six, which is the final season. I haven't read the books, but what I've from what I've read about the books, uh, the people who have read the books say that that's a good stopping point. So it's actually like there will be a conclusion that is uh, hopefully satisfying, um, even though the books, I think, go to like I think there's a ninth book, which may or may not be out yet. But um, so it's not the end of the series of books, but it is a an acceptable ending point for this story. Um, you have to save some room for the reboot. Yes, <laughs> three uh, years exactly. Uh, but the uh, but it's I mean the expanse is it's just for those of you who don't watch it's uh, it was ori- originally on sci-fi. It was originally billed at least by the PR department as like Game of Thrones in space, which it was not really. But that was them trying to sell the show. Uh, it 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 was always kind of like a borderline hit. Like it did okay, but it's also expensive because it does. There's a lot of CG. Uh, but uh, some of the selling points are that it's uh, the story is pretty interesting and pretty well layered. Uh, there's a big cast, uh, like you know, they're kind of spread out in different parts of the galaxy. So uh, a lot of season one, which was kind of like the the probably the toughest season to get into, um, was you know you're you're following like four different stories and they don't collide until kind of the end of the season. Um, kind of like Game of Thrones, where you know you have different factions and different stories happening at the same time, but in uh, you know they, they don't cross very often. Um, but uh, it it got better uh, through season three. Sci-Fi canceled it. Amazon rescued it. Season four, uh, the cast was largely sequ- the main cast was kind of sequestered um, on this one planet, and so that ended up making the story feel kind of weirdly small. Uh, and, um, you know, it was, it was good, but it wasn't, it, it didn't feel like it was, it felt like it took a step back from earlier seasons, but season five so far has been pretty great. And they've, part of it is that they've made big moves and, uh, in terms of like plot movement and, uh, and, um, just like pushing the action forward. Um, so it, it feels, it just feels like a really, uh, yeah, it feels like a good season and it feels, uh. It's been it's been entertaining this whole time, um, so if you if you were worried about it because you missed you know you didn't like season four then uh, I would say come back because it's pretty good and they know where they where they're gonna end so it's not gonna be Game of Thrones <laughs> they have an end point they have an end point that the book is already out for uh, so they know where they're going so yeah I guess that's the do you think that last season dragged a bit or like, you know, wasn't quite as good because the story itself, like the source material they were using wasn't as good. Or do you think maybe this season is tighter because they, they now know exactly what they're trying to reach and like how, mm-hmm. how, like, do you think like, is there any difference in, cause you know, Game of Thrones we talk about, it's like, you can kind of see the quality drop off as the show has to leave the books behind. There right. was, you know, but I mean, I, I so I don't again. I don't know the books, so I can't speak to what they are or aren't covering. Right. Um, but it, it. I think ultimately, season four, which was last year, 
was just it, it it felt like kind of a bridge season where it was setting up a lot of things that now are starting to pay off in season five. Yeah. Um, it was homework. Yeah. And, and so it's a bummer because that stuff, it, again, it wasn't bad. It was just, it felt like such a different, because your main cast who are, uh, you know, they're, they're primarily on their ship. So they're kind of flying around the galaxy and like, you know, dealing with problems in space. Um, because they were planet bound on a, on a strange planet, like kind of like a frontier planet, basically. Um, it it just felt like a different show because they weren't in space and they weren't you know. Wait wait um, wait, was was it the Fat Lee arc from Battlestar? Oh, interesting. Uh, no, because even the Fat Lee arc, e- even the arc the arc where you had the the people on New Caprica. Um, I mean that was that was about like insurgency, right? So there was still a story, like there was a yeah, there was still something going on, but you still felt yeah. like for a few episodes you were kind of like stuck there. Yeah, it it, it but it, I guess it it felt it had that kind of similar sentiment, or that similar feeling where yeah. you feel like you're a little stuck, and then there were other like B and C stories going on in other parts of the galaxy that felt like oh the like I I would almost rather follow that story more. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm spending true. the majority of my time on this planet with our main cast because that's, you know, they're the main cast, so that's what you do. Yeah. Um, and, again, it, it's not that it was bad. It's just that it was it was different. I'm sure also the move to Amazon, you know, that's a change because they're, they're moving to a different uh, network, basically. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, so it felt like – it just felt like a lot uh, – kind of a reset and um and i'm assuming based on the because they've uh, it seems like they followed the books closely enough that um you know i'm assuming that that's part of it and that's just you know that's just where we were in the story so <laughs> it just kind of had to happen because the, yeah. the things that happen in season four ultimately do uh are important for at, at least some of them are important for the current season and then I'm assuming, you know, as they head to the end game in season six. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's awesome. So you're, you're enjoying the season. I'm enjoying the season. It's nice. It's, uh, it's also, um, it also kind of validates Amazon's, uh, Amazon's plan where they, they tend to shoot, they tend to release three episodes and then once a week. Yeah. And I find myself looking forward to them in a way that, uh, I mean, Disney Plus does the same thing. Hulu does a similar thing, um, but I'm I'm kind of enjoying the weekly release more than I like. I w- I wouldn't have given it. Uh, I wouldn't have thought about it, but now that you know, there's a clear line between the entire season being out all at once and watching weekly, and kind of like having that anticipation. I I kind of like the anticipation. I think. Are yeah. we getting uh, the first three episodes of Wandavision on Friday? No, uh, I don't think Netflix or I don't think Disney Plus does that. Oh, they might only do one a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, the, oh. for the for Maybe. for for Pod Jabba's favorite show, The Mandalorian, it's once a week. So they might have season one. Did they put out two episodes? I know, of like the return of Mandalorian. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like they put out more than one of the right stuff, but I might be wrong. Mandalorian, I think they only did one because I'm. Because the Everyone ending of was going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and and the ending of the first episode was the introduction of, uh, of the Jay Yoda. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so maybe not. Uh, I, I misspoke, but but I, what I just meant was just the the weekly nature of it is starting to feel novel again. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that I appreciate. Looking forward to it. Ugh, and yeah. and Dustin brought up WandaVision. Damn it. I'm very excited about it. Wait, when when does WandaVision release? Friday. Friday. Oh. I'm all very right. excited. I have something to talk about next uh, Monday, besides yeah. the brookie. Uh, what if I don't want to watch WandaVision? Why wouldn't you want to watch WandaVision? I'm then? just asking the question. Obviously I'm gonna watch WandaVision. We don't you don't have to. We can talk about it. <laughs> It, it has Catherine Hahn. Why I would know. I not exactly. watch it? Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the Marvel stuff, but Catherine Hahn, I'll watch her in any I also feel like you'll watch it because it's a show about shows. Like, mm-hmm. I like that, I mean, it's a Marvel show, but it's also just, like, about television. Right. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being a jerk. Of course I'm going to watch <laughs> WandaVision. Uh, don't be absurd. Um, what if Baby Yoda shows up? You don't want to miss that. Uh, Dustin... As, as has been covered by uh, Patton Oswalt in, uh, in uh, Parks and Recreation, uh, that's not how the Marvel and Star Wars universes will collide. What's going to happen is... Oh, no. <laughs> no I, uh-uh. I wish I could actually do his filibuster. That would be amazing. But I can't. Uh, what I can do is take us to our next show, which uh, more than one of us has seen. <laughs> so, thank God. Finally something we can discuss. Uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which returned last week. Uh, my, uh, my, my short version of it is that I, I mean, I love this show. Uh, I am inclined to love this show because it is about family and a musical. And it's a, it's just a good, I think it's a good show to make you, if you want to, if you're a person who likes crying at your TV shows (laughs) and you don't want that to be... Uh, this is us, and you want it instead to have some music in it and pop songs. Then this is this is the show for you. Uh, I definitely teared up during the premiere. Yeah, I forgot I forgot how easily this show makes me tear up, and it's never <laughs> in a way where I'm just like, oh, I'm miserable. It's but it it is a a surprisingly touching show, mm-hmm. like just genuinely emotional while also being fun and funny and all those other things. Right. And I like that a lot of it is it's like you can they balance it where it's like Zoe's life she's going through some stuff but also she's called out on the fact that like you know your life isn't that bad right, <laughs> like right. you know you can you know the, the it both handles trauma but also injects a little bit of reality about like keeping things in perspective mm-hmm. and doesn't do either in a way that like seems too preachy right um, and I'm curious, Tori, because I know you didn't watch the entire first season. Yeah. So how I'm was it? I'm going to. I just right. forgot that I had stopped. So then I, when I started this season, I was like, oh, I guess I missed a couple episodes. <laughs> right. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that as a, I wasn't calling you out. I just meant no, like, no. Uh, as someone who didn't watch all the way through the first season, how was it, uh, how was the viewing experience of the, of the premiere for you? It was fine. I mean, there's only one well, I assume really only one key piece of information. I guess two. Um, can, are we doing spoilers? Yeah, we, I mean it, it's, it's out. It's okay, fine. Um, we're going to link to May's article. So yeah, <laughs> so I didn't realize that. So the main thing to know is that uh, uh, Zoe's dad dies. Uh, Peter Gallagher's character passes right. away. Uh, right. Apparently, I'm assuming in the finale. 
Yeah. Um, so this picks up like six weeks after his death and like mm-hmm. the family and, and in particular Zoe kind of still adjusting to um, their grief and, and, and life without him. Uh, and then I guess there was some love triangle with Max and Simon um, which I, I knew they were they were setting up, but I hadn't seen it come to a point where both of them liked her and like all of them knew it. Right. So that was a little bit new to me, but okay. I was totally on board with it. I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like th- those were those were story points that you knew that they were headed toward. Oh even yeah. Though you hadn't seen them. Right. So. It was more like I think where I it was like I knew Max liked Zoe and Zoe seemed to have the hots for Simon. Right. And it was just kind of like the loop closing on all of that. Right. <laughs> I guess I missed. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember, because even though I, I watched the entire first season, um, uh, Simon and, so Simon had a girlfriend at the start, and then, or fiance, and then like they end up splitting up, and their breakup song was great, by the way. So Ooh. when you get there, I, I don't. I don't actually know the name of the song because I don't know music so good, but, uh, <laughs> but, but like there, whenever you get there, I, it's, I think that was a great, that was like one of the highlights for me of the first season. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a sucker for musicals. I'm a sucker for family drama and, uh, I'm a sucker for Guillermo from what we do in the shadows. Oh, yes. <laughs> Harvey Guillen. Uh, and also, I did not know he could sing. Oh my god, like, he's wonderful! So good. This is—I just love him popping up in more places, and this mm-hmm. seems like the perfect show for him. If it's not going to be what we do in the shadows, right? Although he'll still be there because that's coming back, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the nice thing about these sort of like shorter season shows, right? Um, there's time to do both. But, yeah. oh, my God, it was just such a treat having him, like, pop up on screen. I'm like, ah, right. it's Guillermo. The, I'm the sorry, other his thing, character's the other named thing, George in this one. <laughs> the other thing that I liked about it was that, uh, and there's a, my, at, at least, I hope that they stick with this because uh, to, to turn it would be, I mean, I'd understand why you would do it, but I would also be sad, was, um, so, so he's set up as kind of like new guy, nervous, being picked on, being hazed, and, like, you know, sad and doesn't have friends and that kind of... Like, that's his setup. Yeah. Um, and I was so worried that, like, oh, no, are they setting him up so that, like, when he sings, it's going to turn out that he's actually evil the way that um, the other guy is, like, you know, super nice to Zoe but secretly evil. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting his name. The tall uh, white guy. Uh, and And... So far, at least in it's only been one episode, but so far it wasn't. And so I'm like, he was kind of like genuinely who he presented to be. Um, and I was happy about that because like, I, I just didn't want him to be a bad guy. Yeah. I'm like, please just um, don't. Although I am a little worried. I don't think they will. But it seems almost like his character is very similar to Guillermo in the first season of What We Do in the Shadows. Like he's sort of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, put upon, very nice, everyone's making fun of him, like, hazing him, and, you know. Right. Like, like he'll have his turn um, at some point, I would assume, if he's going to be in multiple episodes. It's more just, I don't want that turn to make him mean, is, right. is my hope. I just cause... need him to continue to be a just nice, charming, lovely little little marshmallow. <laughs> <sighs> he's just so fluffy. I love him. He's delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope he and Zoe become very, very good friends. 
I hope so too. I also hope they don't get rid of the dog. So that was, that was the other thing. Like the season opens and and she's been gone for a while, and she comes back, and the whole office has changed. Uh, and one of the things that the, is that they started letting people bring their dogs to the office. Oh, that's right. And I know it's distracting, but it, <laughs> the dogs were adorable. <laughs> they were very cute, um, and I'm sure not a nightmare. To, to work with. To work with. <laughs> it was great because most of the dogs were just chilling and being super cute. And then there was this one dog that in all of the scenes would just walk by in the background barking. <laughs> and I like that they, they really, because it seems like a very true thing when you see like a group of dogs. There's always like just the one asshole. Right. Like as long as there's one dog not behaving, the other dogs will be like more or less okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys ever, have you guys, this is a sidebar, but have you guys ever worked in uh Works workplaces where dogs were allowed. No, mm. I mean besides my home. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean outside the home. Actually, so I didn't, but my husband did. So sometimes I would go to his office to visit, um, and his coworker. And this at the time, I think they had like eleven workers there or something. Mm-hmm. But there would be like you know a dog in the office, and right, you know, and then I would lay on the floor and play with the dog while the rest <laughs> of them tried to like do their work. Yeah. Um, so, but it is, it's a startup thing. Like, I don't feel right. like any, I had much more corporate jobs and no, you couldn't bring your dog to like the right, HBO right. building. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I only had one job where dogs were, I don't know if they were ever actually allowed, but they were definitely like, like no one said no if, right. if they weren't allowed. But, um, but it was, it was, I guess, it, yeah, we never got, had so many that it was distracting. Like there was one, one of my friends had a dog that was a bulldog that would mostly just sleep. So yeah. So he was super chill. And then uh, my other friend had a dog that was very neurotic. And so like it was funny. It, that dog was funny just because uh, that dog had to be like taken for like not a walk, like a run, like <laughs> at lunch. Otherwise he would like go nuts. Oh. Um, and like he was a very lovely dog and like super sweet. But it was just like he just had so much energy that, like, he needed to yeah. run it off. And so, like, my friend would, like, go off at lunch, like, when she would bring him, and she didn't bring him every day because because it was a handful, because, like, she would be like, all right, got to go for a run, and she would, like, yeah. literally go, like, running around the block with this dog just to, like, <laughs> get him to calm down. Get it, Yeah, hopefully he comes back and sleeps for a little bit so people can yeah. get work done. I don't think he slept. I think it just, like, that got him to, like, back to, like, baseline. Yeah, took the could, edge off. Where he would just, like, wander around and be be cool. But of course now everyone essentially has bring your off your pet to work because it's like mm-hmm. everyone's on Zoom meetings and like their cat walks across the desk or the dog like <laughs> barks in the background or you know, or your kid just like jumps into your Zoom meeting. Yeah, so, yeah. So I wonder if now when people go back to the office, like it'll be weird <laughs> not to bring those things with you. It probably would be right a little bit. Like just like let know. me let me. I'm not used to working without like having to also. Get my pet to shut up. <laughs> or my child. Or my child. Right. <laughs> you continue working from home, or uh, homeschooling, but from your office, like bring the kid in, <laughs> sit the kid down. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you have better internet, internet at least. Right? right? So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I know, I, I, I mean, it's, there's another sidebar now, but. I'm I'm curious what people who did not already work from home, what they would, what the preference is. Because, like, I, just personally, I feel like 
I would love to because my day job normally you're actually around people like I would I miss that um, yeah but I also very much like my zero minute commute so if yeah. we could do like a hybrid that would actually be ideal like if it's like you're in like two or three days a week and you're at home the rest um, I don't know yeah. I think it could work I think I think it could be okay but I also see the opposite where, I mean, it depends on your living situation, but I also know like for some people, if you're, if you have a smaller apartment or you're sharing an apartment right. or whatever, and like if you essentially are doing everything out of one room, it's really hard to create a work life right. separation right. and that can get also unhealthy, right. you know, if you're, you know, sleeping and working in the same space and I can right. see maybe like, you know. So for some people, just it being <laughs> mentally very good to get out of the get out of your apartment and have your apartment be where you relax. Right. That no that that I I do understand, but yeah. um, but also you know I don't no one else is here, so for me it's fine. Um, I would love just to go to a coffee shop for like a couple of hours a week. <laughs> just get on a plane. And, yeah. Uh, I'd like to go to a movie theater. Exactly. Yeah. I just, and it, you know, I, I love my family so much. <laughs> I see them every day. All day. Uh, my kids have hybrid school, so they go two days a week, uh, but they have star, they have different schedules. So there is a period between 10 o'clock and 1230, two days a week, in which if my wife goes into her office, which is maybe one out of those two weeks. So the, basically two and a half hours a week I have to myself. Yeah. And, a, and then that's not enough is what you're saying. Well, it's a, it's an awkward two and a half hours, like 10, <laughs> 10 to 12, 30. I'm like right in the middle of whatever Trump's doing. I just feel like, you know, you're just being really demanding. I know. I know. <laughs> No, it is, that's, I feel like maybe you just need to set up a Pajiba office so you have some place to go during the day. Mm-hmm. You do have where? a, you do have a barn. Yeah. Chicken no, no, I have lots of places in the house I could go, but wherever <laughs> I go, last week, uh, because, because of what was going on in the world, I decided I need to watch cable news. So I went to the guest room and I set up shop in there for two full days and the kids just followed me there. <laughs> Like, were you all sitting in bed together? Well, they sat on the bed, and I, like, sat in a chair, and, like, they, there's nothing else in the guest room. There's no reason for them to be in there. <laughs> Why so did they follow me? What, you, what I'm hearing is that, uh, all, all I know is that in my day, and by my day, I mean when I was a child, not, not kids, because I don't have those, because, you know, whatever, uh, <laughs> You don't, you know, kids are, you, you, you tell them to, to go do their own thing, and then they do it. Like, you let them yeah. go. You just say, don't There's play in traffic. for them to go right now. Just say, they don't play in traffic. They can go in, in their room. Yeah. As long as they're not playing in traffic, anything yeah. else is acceptable. Right. <laughs> just hand them some spray paint and point at the side of the house. Be creative. Be creative. Explore your boredom. <laughs> you know. Don't run on the train tracks. Them, You'll be fine. Yeah, like tell them. I don't know. Pull. Give. They have iPad. Or they have 
ways to look at the internet, like how yeah. to yeah, yeah, get them do. to start they, cooking dinner. They, 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 Give well, them a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> they do. The, the kids help make dinner on Sundays. They get to pick, and then we cook together. It's like a thing on Sundays. What did they Just, What did they pick last night? Uh, I made um, beef and broccoli. Ooh. With rice. That sounds good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Well, you know, so it's like that, only they do it. Yeah. I mean, they, I, all told, I, it's working out pretty well. And they, I, I said they've started the Rolls Academy so that my <laughs> older kid teaches the twins. He set aside, and they have a nice schedule, and they keep it going. It's sweet. What does he teach them? Like, what are the classes? Well, they have remote, so he just helps them with all their remote work, which is mostly, you know, math. Oh, okay. That's really sweet. That is it saves me from having to do it. Right. <laughs> right. And it gives him something to do. So it's a win-win. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. And so you just have to get them to do that, but not right next to you. Right. Yeah. Just in a different room. <laughs> That's the problem. Just a different, yeah. Start closing. Do your doors have locks? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, that's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> in my that's, day, we had locks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually on only one side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it would be the side that I was on. Um, I well, know. I've been searching for a segue all this time. But there is none. There's so, none. No. Uh, parenting, Mr. Mayor. Parent, parenting. Oh yes. No, no. There you go. There Mr. you go. Mayor, uh, a show that is secretly about parenting. Is it? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Premi- the, prem- the premise. The premise. He he. Sure. So, uh, if you haven't seen it or haven't read the thousand, you know, press releases about it. <laughs> uh, Co-created by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, who, you know, worked on 30 Rock. They co-created uh, Kimmy Schmidt together. Uh, it's uh, This show was originally a spinoff for Jack Donaghy uh, about him in New York. And then uh, Alec Baldwin didn't want to do it. So then they said, hey, what if we make it in, what if we get Ted Danson? And then Ted Danson said, hey, I only work in L.A. And then they said, okay, cool, we'll make it about L.A. now. And now, instead of it being whatever Jack Donaghy was going to do in New York, it's uh, Ted Danson being a uh, a bil- billionaire. Yeah, he's billionaire? like a yeah. yeah, he's a media or tech billionaire. He was a who, Billboard billionaire. Yeah, uh, who ran for mayor and won, and now is running uh, Los Angeles. Uh, written by uh, showrunners who primarily live in live in New York and clearly know what LA is like. Uh, and uh, that's not a dig at them, clearly. Uh, Mr. Mayor on NBC. <laughs> uh, it, they, yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I joked about this with, with the two of you before we started recording, but uh, I genuinely don't remember much about Like, I watched both episodes. I, I think I laughed once. Yeah. <laughs> that I was mean, kind of it. It was... Oh, well, I laughed when, the, uh, the, the, when he attacked the uh, mascot. That was oh, yeah. yeah Bailey the, the uh, yeah. L.A. King. Also, that's a uh, 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 yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, and that I, I was, was gonna and, say, no go. Sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say something and it, and it, and it leaked out of my brain. So go oh. I was I was going to mention that though 
it is it was originally supposed to be for Alec Baldwin. When I looked that up uh, last week, there was also a separate show on HBO that was developed for Baldwin to play a billionaire philanthropist who turned into a mayor. But it was a completely different mayor <laughs> show. And they had, they had moved ahead on it, and Deadline had like a couple of articles on it, and then it just disappeared. Like, mm-hmm. did... I don't think the original... Donaghy spinoff was going to be him being mayor, though. Was it? Oh, it wasn't. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know. What's amazing though is like watching this show. I mean, regardless of whatever the job is, like they really. I don't see any of Donaghy's character in Ted Danson's mm. character. Right, right. Like it's not like they just, you know, had a script and threw Ted Danson in it. Like they did right. enough reconfiguring that it 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 feels like a Ted Danson role, and he does what he can with it. Um, you're absolutely right. The the level <laughs> of... The, the lack of... Well, because he's very charming, and so there are points where I'm like, I want to root for him, just like I want to root for um, Holly Hunter's character right. as the, like, thorn in his side. And, you know, like, there are all these bits that I kind of... Or like, Bobby Moynihan's character, I think, is sometimes has favorite. really good one-liners. Right. Um, but it's just all of it. I don't know. And you're right. The the L. A. thing. They don't know anything about Los Angeles. Yeah. So that that homey lived in feeling that you got from Thirty Rock, where it felt like a real insider's perspective, is just gone. Yeah, that part of it is is not there. Um, and that would help a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because there's just uh, no specificity. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, I liked Thirty Rock a lot, and I like uh, Kimmy Schmidt a lot. But uh, something happened around 2015 or 2016 where that sort of uh, kind of humor—I don't know—it expired. Something happened, but and you watch the show, and it feels like it's of 2012 still. It's still like mm-hmm. it's 2021, but it's already dated, and it feels awkward. But it feels more right. dated, like because there's something about. There was a quirkiness and an edge to even 30 Rock that this show... I mean, this show is edgeless. Right. There and is especially no, early 30 Rock. Yeah. Like, like, you like always when had, the show started. Yeah. You had, like, you know, between Donaghy or, or Tina Fey's character, like Liz Lemon had... She was complicated in her own ways. Or you had... You still had, you know, Tracy Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, kind of throwing a wrench in the works every time. Like, there is none of the characters have anything that's so interesting about them. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it just, that yeah, it's it feels more dated than 30 Rock does. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yes. somehow they made well, a show from the early 2000s. Right. 30 Rock was not that great its first season, so maybe it just takes some time. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing, that actually brings me to one thing that I wanted to, point out, uh, which was, which I actually looked up, so I have notes on it. Um, uh, so 30 Rock, I didn't actually love the first couple episodes, and, and then it kind of grew, grew on me, but um, there was something that a, uh, a friend of mine who is much more versed in comedy than I am pointed out, and he was like, no, here's, here's, how, brilliant, bril- here's how brilliant 30 Rock is, and here's why. And I was like, okay, fine, I'm ready to hear this. And he said, like, what are the first lines of 30 Rock and I said I don't know and he said like okay watch the pilot again and so you watch it the first spoken line in 30 Rock is when 
uh, Tina Fey is in line at the hot dog cart, and uh, another guy tries to cut in line, and she says, whoa, excuse me, there's a line, buddy. And then he says, there's two lines. And so, like, for, like, comedy nerds, that's, like, insane. Oh, that's because <laughs> that's the, the first two lines is saying, like, this is the first line, this is the second line. And, like, doing that joke on top of, like, you know, but it making sense in the scene, right? Versus, like, Mr. Mayor, uh, you know, it's him walking into the mayor's office and people saying good morning. And then if you don't count those, because you could ignore those, and that's fine. Yeah. The first actual line is him saying, you do realize I'm lost, right? When they're, like, wandering around the office. And it's like, oh, that's fine. But it's just, like, that, that to me, just kind of, like, like is a is a microcosm of, like, the whole thing of, like, 30 Rock was such a specific vision from Tina Fey. Yeah. And, like, you know, it, and it makes sense because that was almost 15 years ago now. That was, what, 2006? That's yeah. 14 years. Oh, yeah, 15 years ago this year. Uh, and that was her coming off of uh, uh, Mean Girls and SNL and, like, this is her first show and, of course, she's going to pour everything into it and it's going to be, like, so specific and so, like... You know, everything she, every comedic uh, weapon she can bring to bear is going to be in that script, even in the pilot, even in the first line. Yeah. And, like, this is like, well, we get it. We know what it is. It's Ted Danson, and he's being goofy, and it's L.A. Well, so th- it, it, it's, not, it's, it's not even that it's bad. No. It's just that it's, like, it's just okay. It's only, well, and there's, so the second episode, which is kind of, it's the one where Ted Danson gets high, which again mm-hmm. is like that should be a home run. Well, no, 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 no. But it's like we've also already seen that better in Bored to Death. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's right. you yeah, know. That's right. yeah. But then, um, so that's so that was like a plot, like him kind of doing that. That and then the B plot is Holly Hunter leading around the her, the chief of staff. Holly right, Hunter right. playing a version of Carrie Fisher's character in Thirty Rock. Right. Um, but, like, leading around Michaela, and then it's mm. supposed to be the introduction of, like, here's how bureaucracy works at, right. you know. But it that bit was almost lifted whole, like, whole cloth from community. Like, right. they did that with parking spaces and shit, but it was the, it was the college. It was, it was Annie right. trying to get something done on, you know, it was a, the billboard. It was, oh, that was it. it right, was right, right. The billboard, not billboard, but the, you know, uh, bulletin board, trying to get a bulletin board yep. out of, from the college and having to go to all the heads. Like I've seen that exact bit done. Right, right. <laughs> and so I was watching, I'm like, why does this feel so familiar? And I was like, <laughs> oh no, I, this is literally a community bit. Right. So it's. And again, like you said, yeah, it's not like any of it is bad. It's well executed, I get, but it's just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything in it that is special. Right. And they took the, 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 the woman from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and made her yeah, uninteresting. Yeah, Vel- Vela Lavelle. Yeah, she's um, I, great, I have, but not in this. She is great in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'm hoping that they will give her more to do. Because, um, yeah, she didn't have a ton to do in the first two episodes, but... We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so. But you know, you well, just gave me hope. Maybe it'll get better. Like, <laughs> I mean, comedy comedy is always tough. It, it's it's tricky to. It's rare for a comedy to land its tone so quickly. Um, I mean, it's funny. Like, it, I, I'm not saying this just to uh, just to get Tori on my side, but. <laughs> 
legitimately, like <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of the few comedies in recent history that that like knew what it was from the start. I mean, and that doesn't mean that it hasn't shifted and adjusted, you know, over time. But in the pilot, those characters, like you, basically know who those mm, characters are, yeah. and they aren't. They don't change that much. Like they get, they refine who they are, and you find you learn other uh, dimensions to them. to them. Yeah, but they're still the people that they were in the pilot. Versus, uh, you know, I, I mean, Thirty Rock tonally shifted quite a bit. Um, Parks and Rec shifted quite a bit. Um, even like these shows that we love in the first season, it's just so hard to find because you don't know uh, the, the, the good comedies, the great comedies, they figure out who their community, you know, the, the the first season of community is so wildly different than basically like what the show becomes by the end of the first season and then into the the rest of the second and third. Then it, then it kind of, you know, (laughs) gas leak and then, yeah. Then there's a gas leak season, and you know, and then you come back, and then uh, everyone's forgotten that like Paget Bruce was there for the last season, and it's kind of wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> right? But but j- just like just it because comedy often relies on you figuring out what your cast is good at. Yeah. Um, it the the first season is almost like figuring that out, and you're just hoping you can survive to the point where you've where you've actually figured that out. Um, Happy Endings, which is another one that is one of my favorites. Like the first season is kind of hit and miss, and it's because like they like the first season. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert is not funny and is not a particularly interesting character because the because of the role that they put her in when like you know she's she's like the one who broke off the wedding, so everyone kind of is you know dealing with her in their own way. Um, and then they realized, oh, we know how to make her funny, and we know what she's good at. And then they figure that out, and then the show be- like hits another dimension. And she goes from being the least funny character to the most funny character in a lot of episodes. Um, Dave sucked. Dave did suck, but uh, but <laughs> that was but, the joke about Dave. Was right, that he sucked. Right, but that's the thing is that like Dave went from being like sad sack straight man to like oh no he sucks and we can make fun of the fact that he sucks and then and then it becomes great um all this to say uh i was gonna ask you the question of like do you think you're gonna stick with this show because i mean i don't i will part of it is that you know there there isn't a lot to watch uh, other than uh other than uh the resident on fox uh But also, uh, it, it takes time. It takes time for a sitcom to, to find its legs. Uh, I hear that. And I'm going to stick with it because it's a sitcom and there's very few. But this feels not like a show that's searching for something. It feels very mm-hmm. familiar. It's like this is this is Carlock and Faye. And like they're already found what they wanted to be. And it's not very good. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll change. Maybe right. because yeah. Mon- I actually think that Bobby Moynihan has like a the most interesting character who uh, yeah. somebody who could something could come out of that right he has the most potential to like break away right right i don't know i'm i'm still thinking about it i think part of my problem was that i watched the two episodes and i was like okay these are fine and then i watched the new episode of zoe's extraordinary playlist and they're in even though like it's a different format mm-hmm. i just <laughs> was like blown away way by just how much better it was. Like, I care about the characters. It's right. funnier. The jokes right. land better. Like, I don't know. And it's it's a completely different show, so it's not fair to compare them. But it, it right. when you actually are just like, 
in terms of my reaction watching them, it was it, it made it harder to think about going back to Mr. Mayor. So I don't know. Right. Like I mean, it's short. I signed up for freaking Peacock just to watch it. So maybe I maybe I will. <laughs> also, side side note, um, signed up for Peacock just to watch and it be you know, like free version. I'm not paying, uh, but to right. catch up on Mr. Mayor. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to roll right into Zoe's. I had to go and download the NBC app to watch the premiere, the second season premiere. Peacock only had the first season on. So oh. I now have two NBC apps, which just is so... <laughs> Too many. It's Too just many. so freaking The funny stupid. thing is that Zoe's should be on Hulu? It, maybe it is. Maybe I should have checked Hulu. If they have Day know. After, I don't know. Maybe. I, don't, um, I mean, I, Zoe's is the show that I now watch... Uh, day or you know i record so yeah um i don't have that but that is funny yeah if if you were if if you had to choose one i would suggest zoe's right and it sounds like you would also but yeah um well and it's weird because now it's like you know again i think filling that hole for a sitcom right now mr mayor is kind of the only thing airing or that's new like that's well there is uh the cbs sitcom be positive Oh god! Uh, I watched an episode of that. I watched I watched a few episodes of that and uh, did not care for it. And when does no the longer. when does the Mayim Bialik one start? Oh, that like, started Call me Cat. episode two. Cat? Yeah, that, I think they've had two episodes. Yeah, already. I think I think they've had Keep at least. Meaning to watch. Yeah. Did you guys? Episodes, that sounds right. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet. No. I have not. That might be an interesting thing. Which one is which one is better? Call me Cat or Mr. Mayor? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but also, like, so, you know, we're finally getting to shows coming back. So if I'm looking at what I'm going to be watching, I'm like, okay, well, Prodigal Son comes back tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. actually excited about that. Right. We've got WandaVision this week. I've got 911, not 911 Lone Star. <laughs> I did not. I reject <laughs> that reality. But at least 911. It's Ooh. just one two-hour 911 block. 911 Also, by the way, at that dumb Critics' Choice uh, Super Awards, uh, Angela Bassett won Best Actress in an Action Series, which I was oh, very okay. excited about because her what? arms Strange. deserve it. Congratulations yes. to Angela Bassett. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that you were going to say Rob Lowe won, and then you would have to I didn't. I didn't Rob look Lowe. through to see if he won anything, <laughs> but I hope not. I don't want to talk about it. I do feel like no matter – I feel like because I – who was it? It might have been Anthony Starr winning for – the boys. I know he won Best Actor for something. It probably mm-hmm. was action, but I definitely had a moment of like, oh well, if Angela Bassett won for nine one one, then where the hell is Chim? Like, why didn't <laughs> Kenneth Choi win? <laughs> like again, Chimney has been robbed. Right. Um, but anyway. Oh, that just reminded me. What are we gonna do? Because we're we record on Mondays, and that's nine one one night. It's okay. That's what we did last year. I'll, oh. just, I'll just have to watch it the next day. All right. It's Sorry. fine, Dan. We'll work around it, Dan. <laughs> I mean, look, if we wanted to, I'm just saying, if we wanted to, we can, we can, uh, we start uh, late enough that I can usually watch most of the episode before oh, we true. record. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. And actually if they're, if they bumped it to eight so that they can do nine, one, one Lone Star at nine, then this is perfect. Cause I can watch nine, one, one and then not. <laughs> oh, so what I'm hearing is that we need to we need to delay recording so no, you can no, get no. all of Lone Star. No, 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 no. This is, we're fine. We're doing a okay. Like this is we're right on right on target. 
Uh, yeah. So, but uh, point being, there's plenty of television coming on. I still have to finish Lupin. Right. I've still got more Supernatural. Mm. <laughs> like, we're going to be fine. So, I don't know. Like, am I going to check in on Mr. Mayor to see, you know, if it gets better? I'm, like, mildly curious, but I also am probably going to forget. You need this 22-minute <laughs> shows just to break up the 45-minute shows. Yeah, but I can watch... History of swear words slowed mm-hmm. down so it sounds like Nick Cage is drunk. Yep, <laughs> and even then it's still only like thirty minutes. Yeah. So you know, I've got options. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, now I want to go look up "Call Me Cat." <laughs> uh, wait, Dustin, did you watch? Uh, did you watch "Be Positive" at all? I watched the pilot. Did was uh, did uh, your favorite actress show up in the pilot, or was she only episode two? I don't know who you're talking uh, about. Oh no, I'm forgetting her name. It's not because I don't enjoy her work. Um, <laughs> is she on the resident? I've been drinking. She's not on the resident. She was in uh, Great News, uh, Dustin's favorite sitcom. Oh wait, no, I don't remember her in it. Really? Uh, maybe it's maybe it's episode two. Um, um, Are you talking, uh, Kether, uh, Kether Donahue. No, not Tell her. You're the worst. No, not Kether. No, Donahue. Briga. Um, oh, Briga. Briga Helen. Briga Helen. Yes. Yeah, I would have kept watching it if I'd known she was in it. Okay, Briga Helen is in. I guess she comes in, in episode two because I watched like three or four episodes, but um, she she ends up being like supporting cast. Um, they don't give her a lot to do, but I thought that that might keep you going. Um, yeah, Should I don't know. It? It, or does no. the show still suck? The, the show is the show. It's like if you watch the pilot, you okay. know what the show is. It's fine. Um, yeah. If you like Thomas Middleditch or... Uh, I do not. I don't remember the name of the lead actress. And I Anna apologize. Lee Ashford? There you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, it's still a Chuck Lorre sitcom. So it, it, it hits those beats. So I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick with Mr. Mayor. And maybe call me cat. Oh yeah, we'll have to see. Should we? Should we all watch Call Me Cat? And just we should watch see? Call Me Cat and WandaVision for next. Well, week we're all gonna watch WandaVision. We, we know we're all know, gonna I watch know. WandaVision. Well, we don't want to so. lock you into it, Dan. I know you've got a lot on your plate. No, yeah. this is actually a good week for me to watch Call Me Cat. <laughs> no, I was talking about WandaVision. You're definitely watching Call Me Cat. <laughs> I'm obviously watching both. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll watch those and report back. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Uh, no game this week because I was very lazy, and uh, so that means that we've reached the end of our episode. Uh, not as we had hoped uh, a short episode. I mean, it's not a super long episode, but it's long enough. It's we. Uh, it's late for the two of you, and I apologize for that. Uh, we'll be better next time. Remember when we had we ideas will. for Did like? You just say we'll we be might... bitter next time. No, I said we'll be better next time. I like also my version bitter. better. Uh, you can. You can. Look, you, you can hear whatever you wanted to. Um, I'll be extra salty next week. <laughs> is it because of uh, Call Me Cat? That's because it's still dry January. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that, that was a... That you, nobody made you do that. Unless you made... Unless someone did. And no. Then, okay. Well, <laughs> sometimes I set goals, and sometimes they're wrong. <laughs> well, this is the lesson for all you kids out there. Never set goals. Yeah. Just just <laughs> just do whatever you need to to get by. To get by. Who Keep knew, playing Animal Crossing. Who there knew there'd go. be a coup? Oh. 
Anyway, this is anyway. fun. I'm glad we talked yeah. about TV. I'm glad we talked about TV also. Got a little in there, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we'll be back next week with more TV talk. Uh, definitely. Um, WandaVision, for sure. And Call Me Cat. So we already, we already did the preview. So there you Boom. go. Uh, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>